Hello and welcome to Mice Cast with the hosts Greg and Mike and no Richard. Richard. Yes, those out there who use the vernacular can fill in the blank we are tonight. <laughs> we are without Richard. something tonight. Yes. <laughs> Less. So if that means I'm going to crack open a, a cold one because, you know, he's such a wuss with drinking anyway. Okay. While Richard, oh Richard, <laughs> nice for audience up there. While Greg is, uh, thank you very much, digging through the fridge. What are we gonna talk about? Oh, we're gonna read a couple emails. At least I have one. I don't know if Greg has one. Did you say you have an email, Greg? Oh, I think I read it last week about a show idea, which I think you got also, but we're not gonna do tonight. So, all right. Well, then I'll we, read. We are gonna do it, but not tonight. All right. Then I'll read the email I got. The subject of the email is love the show. It's from Scott and Michelle. All right. We always like those kind of emails when they start out like that. Yeah, yeah. It comes and it's addressed Mike, Greg, and Richard. It seems Greg has been getting most of the emails the past few shows, so I'll send this to Mike. Oh, a little man love going on there. In addition, Greg usually butches the email and then somehow blames it on the writer's grammar. So I'll just oh, send wait, it. wait, wait. He hasn't seen these emails. <laughs> it usually is the writer's grammar. So I'll just send it to the true professional of the group. <laughs> Richard's not here. No, I'm liking it so far. What do you mean, Richard's not here? <laughs> How much paid broadcasting time does Richard have? Um, probably about as much paid time as he has in that other field he t- claims about all okay. the time. All right. First of all, thanks for all the work you have put into the podcast for the last several years. Yes, two. Two years. I look forward to each new show, and your podcast is the only one that still has every episode except that poker show <laughs> stored in my iPod. Get over the poker show. It's like grabbing a pizza with a couple of your buddies and shooting the bull for a couple of hours. And add me to the list of those that prefer the long shows. I can't tell you how many drives to visit the in-laws, trips to the grocery store, and, at the risk of earning a Sheila card, hours of dishwashing your show has helped enjoyably pass by. I've been listening since episode number four, but it took the upcoming 100th show for me to actually write. I was going to write my top 10 MiceCast moments, but that was taking too much time, so I narrowed it down. <laughs> my, favorite, my, favorite exchange is, my favorite exchange was from my favorite episode, Anything But Pirates. You guys are arguing about who should make the food run. Greg plays the, hey, listen, you're not my wife. My hands are full card. And then as soon as Mike is out of earshot, he taunts, now that I suck Mike into getting me food. <laughs> it was even funnier knowing that Mike doesn't listen to any episodes. She probably never knew about that until now. Thanks, Greg. What a nice guy you are. Gosh. Wait, wait, wait. Go on. You weren't listening. Weren't you not listening? Was I reading too fast? Was it not? No, I was, was actually. I, I'm doing about three things at once here, multitasking okay. and okay, not you totally. Can't let me death. let me stop and listen more closely okay. this time. His favorite mice cast is ep- from his favorite exchange from his favorite episode is anything but pirates. It says you guys are arguing about who should make the food run. Greg plays the, hey, listen, you're not my wife, my hands are full card. And then as soon as Mike is out of earshot, he taunts, now that I sucked Mike into getting me food. And then Hatsy ends it. And he says, he was even funnier knowing that Mike doesn't listen to any episodes, so he probably never knew about that until now. And I, I got to say, I don't remember the butt pirate show other than Mike getting all excited and giggly over the term butt pirate. It was funny. All right. So anyway. Yeah, wait. Oh, that's the night we're live in the park trying to get on yes. pirates and yes, got anything are, but pirates. I yes. don't remember the food run portion, though, but that's, <laughs> that's funny because okay. I did get you to go get it, I guess, huh? 
Yeah, but there was we came back empty-handed because they didn't have anything you wanted. Remember, I came back with burritos, not turkey legs. Oh yeah. Whatever. All right. Other great moments include an argument over how to pronounce "castaway key." <laughs> and what freaking language is that in? Yells Greg. Is Richard deadpans? That is English, actually. <laughs> or Greg's infatuation with large, plump, long, juicy hot dogs, corn dogs. Or the Grandpa Simpson comment by Richard as Greg retells the panty story for the third time. Hey, people <laughs> like that panty story. Obviously, it keeps coming up. <laughs> it was fun listening to those early shows again. I heard Greg say Q line several times. You all gushed no. over how great you all no, yeah. no way. go back to the tape. You all gushed over how great the MySage website was, and you all and you all still want to redraw the Fantasyland Tomorrowland line. <laughs> That's funny. You know what? Uh, so that, I, don't stop here for a second because it gave me an idea that actually someone else had suggested, but it sounds like this uh, listener has already done the work or part of the work uh, and would be great for Westfest is if he could take all those great funny moments and splice them together into a uh, an audio show, we would play it at Westfest. Huh. Because that would be fun. It's like taking all those classic moments and putting them together. That'd That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's why we're asking somebody else to do it. <laughs> the only one I've isolated, taking time to isolate, is the creation of the DF. I have the. That's, that's, I have that's the a very important. Yeah, but the Castaway Key one. I, <laughs> okay. All right. As for the next 100 shows, you have teased us several times about the possibility of mice cast ride throughs. And I would love to hear them. I think a ride aboard the Mark Twain would be awesome as you discuss the surroundings while you cruise around the rivers of America. I would love to hear the behind-the-scenes information and also your personal memories from the river. It would be great to shove Greg into Storybook Canal Boat so you can understand why that, attraction, why that attraction should be considered in the Sacred Cow discussion. However, the cute little tour guide may forget her spiel or fall out of the boat when she's distracted by hearing an F-bomb drop by your commentary. Fucking What? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? There's one disappointing moment for the Small World show, though, when Richard didn't know the phrase choking the chicken. <laughs> Where was the polishing the bishop or burping the worm comment? <laughs> I figured that would have been right in your wheelhouse. All right. Thanks again for all the time and effort you give to the show. We'd love to treat you all to Mike's favorite chili cheese fries at Taste Pilots Grill if we ever meet in the park. Please keep up the good work, and I look forward to the next 100 shows. Your friend, Scott, his name is Touchdown Colts on the DPN, and he's from Zionsville, Indiana. Oh. Well, Scott, let me thank you for that nice email. Give us all a chuckle. That's one of the best emails we've had in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Actually, see, now the whole – I'm going to have to go get that butt pirate episode. I'm going to have to listen to you ragging on me after I go get you food. <laughs> Uh, all right. So that's it for email this episode, yeah? That's all we got? Uh, pretty much. I think that's all. Let me let me click in here just to make sure. Check. Uh, we've got the one about the show. Have we read that one? We're not going to do it tonight. Uh, it do you want to read it? And then we can, yeah, so we can. Nick Monty at We can forums. bait people with it. We can bait. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. It's called The Hook. The Hook, that's right. So Go let's ahead. see if I can butcher this. Whatever that guy is. I don't even remember his email anymore. Um, no, just kidding. Scott. Here's a That's show idea. 
You know I'm a big fan, so no more compliments. I don't want you guys to get a big head. What is it that everybody says that? Uh, that's that's funny. Go back to the last month of the tickets, uh, ticket books in 82. He's thinking it's 82. He's not sure. And give yourselves one deluxe book each. All three of you guys. I think we're about all the same age, so you can do this as an 18-year-old or as an old geezer of 40-something. But you can't buy any more tickets, and you have to comment and enjoy the park as it is at this time. All the food and everything should be specific to this time. Would you have any tickets left over? Would you eat at the Monorail Cafe? Would you have to miss rides because you don't have enough tickets? I prefer Disneyland, but keep your shows to their typical two-hour plus. You can go to the Magic Kingdom also, possibly, saying a question mark. You'll have to do a little research to find out the last ticket books and their prices, number of tickets, etc. But for a couple of Disney experts, that should be no problem. Here's a 72 book, which he gives us a link to. Well, the funny thing is, I can remember the last years of the ticket books, and there was also a... One ticket gets you everything. So that's the ticket I'm buying, and I won't need <laughs> a ticket. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, I'll have to look that up to see if we can find the last ticket books and what was in them. And, that'd be yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you might have to miss. You Let's assume you have enough time to get everything that's <coughs> you know, in the ticket book. Um, that could be kind of fun. Deluxe ticket book from 72 was 15 tickets. So, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, geez, if we kept it to Disneyland, that would be a... Well, you know, that's our, that's Bars. our, our home that's, area. To, that's 45 tickets, you know, that's 15 times three. Yeah, but uh, I guess, for instance, we could take Richard's D tickets and give him all the A tickets, and he could just ride the Main Street vehicles up and down Main Street. Well, <laughs> we enjoy the E tickets. Oh, yeah, okay, like he'd go for that. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not 45 tickets, it's 15 each. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't borrow, I guess you technically could borrow Take- and trade but that's not the point i don't believe with the email do do me a small favor take your cell phone and move it away from the microphone it's not even close are you hearing it yeah i'm hearing it like synchronize i will move it further away is that better yes okay thank you all right um yeah no this this is a this will be fun i'm actually looking forward to it but a 15-ride ticket, oh, I see. Some of us would go on the same rides. That's why it's not 45 tickets. Duh. There you go. I can't use your tickets out of your book. It's not like we're pooling all of them together. No, no, no. I'm just saying, though, but, we, you know, it's... There's well, for instance, Richard doesn't like people. roller coasters, right? So we could take his e-ticket roller coasters and then maybe give him a D form so he can go on... No, no, you're not missing my point. It's 15 I'm not missing tickets. your point? <laughs> yes, you are. You're miss, You're missing my point. 15 tickets, three dudes. So that means each of us have to say, I do with my A ticket. I'll do this with my A ticket. I'll do that with my A ticket. There's three tickets down. We have I to get, do this I get your analogy, 14 more times. Most likely, most likely all three of us would be traveling together, and we'd say, hey, let's Correct. do Space Mountain. There goes one E ticket. Gotcha. All right. That's what I'm saying. You, you, It's not necessarily doing it. You know, hey, Greg, what would you do? Hey, Mike, what would you do? You, you kind of... I'm kind of getting that the gist is we travel through the park. And say, hey, we're going down Main Street now. Let's ride that omnibus. There's an A ticket. You know, that kind of thing. Alrighty. That's what I get out of it. If you get it to just. I, I read, no, no, I read it that way too. All right. I just figured that. 
we wouldn't have a problem making it two plus hours just to Disneyland. That's no, where I was going with it. We wouldn't have a problem at all. All right. But the point is, stay tuned because we're not doing that today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So do you think it's time to make the big the big contest announcement? Yes. Okay. I do believe it's so, time. Do we need right. some? Uh, we need some fanfare, some music. I got nothing. <laughs> I could I could I could drop in some fanfare later. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Stop talking for a second. Wait, okay. wait, no, I'll, wait, wait. Let me find it first, and then I will tell you to stop talking. Okay. Oh, my that almost came back up. Well, I don't want to hear about your dinner spilling out on your lap. Uh, it's not. It's my adult beverage. It might be. No. Oh, okay. That'd be different, wouldn't it? Uh, no, that'd be that's still just as much of an offen- uh, offensive, but for different reasons. That's true. Still offensive, but for different reasons. That is very, very true. Uh, let's see. Okay, so now are you are you ready for some somewhat fanfare? Yeah, yeah. I'll okay. go for it. <sighs> What are you playing that out of? Okay, is that good? There. Yeah, yeah. What were you playing that out of? I was playing it out of my speakers. Oh. That's why I didn't want you to talk so you wouldn't hear yourself. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. That was from the Walt Disney World Band on Vista Records, available on iTunes. Mickey Mouse March, nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, all right, so we don't have a name for the contest yet. <laughs> All well, that we're, we're thinking of something like, are you smarter than a mice cast than a, podcaster? You know, that play off the, are you smarter something than a like that or thing? Something yeah. like that. We haven't totally decided what it is. But it is a contest nonetheless. And the contest will occur at Westfest, during Westfest. That is uh, correct. If you don't pick up your participation card, either at Rabble Rousers or the... Uh, Early meet on Saturday morning. You're out of luck. You're out of luck. Those are the two times that we will be handing out the cards to participate in this uh, bounty hunt, you might call it. Yeah. Bounty hunt. Nice. Okay. Thanks. And uh, so, sorry. tell them what the bounty is. Well, there's multiple bounties. You will get a something for uh, competing. You will get something if you reach the, well, did we decide 80 percentile? 80 percentile, yes. And then if you are the winner and get every single one right, or if there's a tie, we will put all those ones who got it all right into my Mad Hatter pre-New Fantasyland hat bought in that Mad Hatter shop. All the names, I got them all right, and we will pick a winner, and that winner gets a video iPod Nano with Mice cast inscribed on the back. Gee. Yay. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. Don't get too excited. It's the cheapest one we can find. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> Put two together. Um, yeah, so what exactly is the contest? Are you smarter than a mice cast podcaster? And you say participant card, and we're. What will be on these cards are questions. Okay, now how many did we? What's our final question count? 15 questions. 15 questions that will take you literally take you from Town Square to Tomorrowland to Critter Country. Oh, no, give me a minute. 
just all around the whole, right. park, whole park. No park is left. Yep. What? Fifteen Only questions. In Disneyland, no DCA. Correct. Fifteen questions. Um, you write down the answers on the card. They'll be the answers will all be numbers. So oh, he just gave. They'll be easy to verify. Uh, we were gonna, that's part of the rules anyway. That is true. So okay, you will so never not, you will never write down Snow White because we don't give a care we give a crap about Snow White. We want you know how many you know. For instance, one of the questions might be how many little midgets does Snow White walk around with? Something like that. Or dwarves. And, you, know. and you would answer you write down the numbers. And I would be wrong. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, so there, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Uh, we have, we'll have an official list of rules. We have to get the cards printed. Um, the contest will run starting at Rabble, well, not right at Rabble There's sometime after the first introduction where we'll hand out the cards. Of course, it'll be in California Adventure. Might not be able to get to them too quickly. Uh, we'll hand out more cards Saturday morning. And then the cards will be due. Uh, at the official start time of the banquet, which I think is 5.30. Well, happy hour, not the banquet, right? Isn't there a happy hour that isn't really official banquet time? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm checking that now. <laughs> You're on the you know, damn I don't committee. Know. Don't you know what's going on? I don't know. Brad makes his stuff and I like just, okay, yeah, whatever. Oh, okay. So you what you're saying is you're not paying attention to Brad. You're not giving him validation. He is the freaking six leader, to right? ten. <laughs> no wonder he's six fresh. Ten. I think it's five thirty. It says six to ten on here, but I think we moved it up a half hour. Anyway, it'll be now Saturday morning. What time the happy hour starts, and that's when they're doing. That's when we'll correct them. And like Greg already said, eighty percentile gets now. Now let's be honest, Greg. The big prize is the is the iPod. That is correct. The, the next biggest prize is not going to be all that fancy. That is very like, correct. Fucking button or magnet or something. Um, and so 80%, if you do the math, that means 12 questions right. And let's see. If no one gets them all right, everyone who has the same highest score all goes yeah, in the hat. Yeah, so all the, the 98 percentile people can all go in the hat and we'll pick from that. I'm hoping, though there are some very challenging questions. There are some questions. I would hope that our huge DF following would be able to um, pull some of these out. out. Yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, no, that's it. That's the big, that's the thing, and that's we. I'm still not sure I like the title, though. I'm sure not the name of the challenge. No, are no, you we'll smart find, we'll yeah, find yeah, something. We'll just pull that out as an example. So, not necessarily the correct one at this point. No, but that's a leading contender, unless someone can suggest something else. Oh, there might be a contest for the contest. <laughs> contest. Like the podcast about the podcast. That's right. Something <sighs> you will get absolutely nothing for, but have the personal satisfaction of knowing you named it. That you contributed. <laughs> that's right. Unlike the person who keeps taking credit for naming Westfest. This yes. would truly be a planned name for a planned <laughs> event. Uh, who would that be? No, don't do it. That's not. Yeah. That's not us. 
Um, so yeah, so there's the oh, big it's, announcement. It's not us to dime people off and <laughs> name people yeah. and all that. You're right. Yeah, we, we're we're a bit much more sensitive we're above, than that. We're above. <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying to play two hats. I'm trying to wear my hat and Richard's hat because Richard's the one that likes to keep us reined in, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's the big Sheila. That's true. All right. So there you go. There All right, what else we got? I don't know. It sounds like the show's about over. Holy cow! Let me see. When, we, when was the last time? When was the last time we've had a twenty-minute show? Uh, oh, I know. Show number one. Show number one. <laughs> show number one was twenty minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Should I go back? Hey, well, well, you know what? I'll read another email. Greg, I thought you might like to take a look at how Microsoft designed their new research building. Maybe it will give you some insights on how innovating they can be. Bobby. Uh, and I haven't looked at it yet, but I will look at it. So I'm trying to fill time with some email here. No, I actually did get that. I guess it's because I rip on my product. From a pod, from a DPN subscriber, or just well, from some random? I don't think somebody random had my name, my MiceCast. I, I get no junk in the MiceCast email slot. Now, the imaginary my way one, I get tons of junk, adult porn, all kinds of stuff. And... I don't know if it's the How's that? host. I don't know. It's I, I've never given that number to. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, I've used other emails for those things. I don't know. I get some of the weirdest emails. Actually, some of them are actually kind of comical. I forwarded them on to a few of my close friends that might enjoy that kind of thing. But uh, they are they are they make me laugh sometimes because they, they're just they're just kind of funny. That is funny. Uh, yeah, so I could just—I guess I could randomly read email out of all my various inboxes too. But <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that would be a good show. Let's go down and see what kind of junk mail we actually get. You know that? I don't have any junk mail. I mean, I, I can read the latest Disney PR crap. I uh, know there's a lot of other shows that already do that. Uh, yeah. Oh, Disney you know what? Dedicate Spaceship Earth at Epcot. Let's let's uh, media advisory. Let's, don't miss it. Let's, but let's, we might be able to twist into this one. I don't know if we actually read this before, but it's uh. <clears throat> it's hey Greg. I love listening to Micecast and Imaginary My Way and hopefully soon political gestures. And I think you guys do a great job. I have a show idea for you that I think would be very interesting discuss discussion. Since you all seem to have a background in music, why not do a show about music in the parks? You could talk about your favorite attraction music, what groups you like at the parks, or what type of music you'd like to see more in the parks. Thanks and keep up the great work, JT. P.S. Go Steelers! Yay, go Steelers! Oh yeah, JT. He was the guy I was trading uh, post in the music. Uh, one of our threads, we were talking about bands, high school bands. Yeah, and He's, I was a little disappointed oh, yeah. at those people who got all bent out of shape that we talked for, you know, fifteen twenty minutes about bands. You know what oh, I say to you no, guys? One, one individual. I'll give you a political gesture. Um, <laughs> Though this would well, be an shoot. interesting show for Richard because he is somewhat musically inclined. Um, yeah. yeah. Too but, bad you know, he, didn't, if we, he didn't show up tonight. What can you do? I, we, we held out the ticket book one for Richard. We could do the music one without him. That is true. And next week you're – hey, actually, we can do the ticket book without you next week. No bullshit. No way. <laughs> you're not here next week. <laughs> That's right. You That's say the fault. ticket book for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> You two, you two can do what we're doing now, struggling to come up with something to save the good show for the buddy. Hey, I, you know, here's an interesting thing. I, I listen to Character Breakfast, 
and they do a segment, you know, in the news. They do some rumors. Well, the rumors are just a bunch of jokes. Pluto don't doesn't know his head from his ass sometimes when he does. But it's the funny. It's supposed to be this funny off the wall, you know, um, uh, rumors that are totally unbelievable. But anyways, the, the new segment was about um, what they were calling the dream house here in California that might possibly take over Carousel of Progress in Florida. So I emailed them. I said, everything we're hearing out here now is not dream house unless something's changed recently that I haven't heard of. That is still they're bringing back the uh, house of the future. Oh, future. So I was explaining to them what I knew based, based on what Richard has told me, where it seems to be still that the work is being done on the interior core where the stages used to be. And it's still going to rotate. You're still going to get on similar to the way you do now with little scenes, you know, maybe not like they are now. Maybe they just haven't got to modifying that where maybe you get in and you're in the kitchen. I don't know. And then they throw you into the house. But the house is kind of interior from what I'm getting. Um, so I kind of explained to them how that would, if they did that in Florida, one, you're not a two-story building like we are here. And I have a feeling the second story is somehow going to be brought into all this. And you think so? You don't think they're going to keep the games and it, the Aussie motion? It might there just, it might, it might stay, <coughs> it might stay that way. Who knows? But then I explained to them what it really meant that it would be gutting the interior. And, um, so it should be interesting, but I don't know where this term dream house came from because I haven't heard that out here. I've only heard it as, um, the, uh, house of the future. Yeah. Future. So not, not really sure what's going on there. Thought I'd just pass that along in case anybody knows or heard that rumor. Just trying to fill time. Um, so you want to do the music show? Because I think sure, why not? Um, so BGM. I know I already ha- I go for it. I have my favorite area of background music. Well, that's Condor Flats. I thought you would say that because that's one of my favorite areas also. Condor Flats. Um, um and part of it's because I recognize all the tunes. Well, they're from, I know they're from all the tunes that or you know military or you know type shows that we all tend to like so that's yes um let's see who else has got good background music um <sighs> main street if you just kind of sit and kick it for a while yeah i mean it's okay for kinds the of, time, all kinds of you know, for the time period and kaleidoscope type music you know if you like that that sort of thing uh, i don't know if he's necessarily talking about just bgm but um what? No, no, he didn't talk about BGM, just but you know that was one of his questions. Why does that it, was... why does that sound nasty? <laughs> BGM, BGM, background music. I yeah, know what back, it stands back. for, but it just well, you know, you know, but that's DF term, right? We don't sound. That's uh, true. That's true. When I mentioned want... WDI, when I wrote my email to Character Breakfast and they read it, uh, I guess they have some levels they consider Disney people. Like a level five is like a probably a df to us and then pluto who isn't always the brightest bulb on the planet for disney things and i tell him that he's suffering from uh uh ldi lack of disney intelligence and they all <laughs> lack of disney intelligence and nice <laughs> i actually thought that was funny because i think that's his shtick on the show um and he does it really well but I used WDI and he said he must be a level five and I'm thinking, no, no, but I guess they don't use those terms back there. I don't know. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. What can you say? He's the East, he, towards the East coast of the Canadian world, not like our West coast 
Chris from the Big D. But anyways, back to uh, the uh, the BGM. Well, every time I think of Lou's show Beyond Main Street, you just see BMS. That's uh-huh. I don't know why, but every time I see that, I think of you other think of bowel movement. Yeah, basically. Do you think of bowel movement? Okay, okay. Not because of Lou or Bob or their show, but just yeah, man. Oh. So if that, if if that if S was a small a S, B, it would case a little S, yeah. A lot of them. Uh, I remember we used to leave our kid with my mother-in-law. We'd get home from like a night out, and 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 she'd say, you know, whatever the kid's name had a BM. And the first time I heard that, I'm like, what the hell is she? Oh yeah, I'm like, can you just say it took a dump? Yeah, changed his diaper. Um, because it's important to know that your kid pooped while you're out. Yes, it is. It was real important <laughs> to her to know this or to let us know. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man. So. All right. So. Back to the music. I see. Read the okay. Read the email again. He said background music, bands, and what else? One other show, maybe. Uh yeah. There were shows. Let me find it again. Jesus. He's such a nice guy. Um, what did I? Uh, Show idea. Excellent. Keep it. Blah, blah. Big fan. Thank you. Where is that email? No. From JT. There it is. Uh, Talk about your favorite traction music. What groups you like in the park. Oh, traction music. What type of music you like to see more of in the park. Well, you know, we talked about doing a show, and I I threw it out a couple of times, that I don't believe they score attractions the way they used to. You know, you'd pull out the Epcot album or pull out any of the old attraction albums, and many of the attractions had beautiful scores. Correct, because it it's based in their film his, you know, uh, their film experience. And what do you get? In, right. And what do you get now? I don't know. You get their Imagineering. We know how to build rides experience. Well, you know, I mean, there's a different. I mean, come on. You have you have to admit there's been a different train of thought coming out of or the way they make attractions. You know, in the in Walt's time, they were they were filmmakers. You know, they took their filmmaking expertise to make. I mean, you yourself know that, for example, the sets in Pirates are, you know, flimsy because they didn't know if they were going to keep them around, and the lighting is theatrical lighting, and their whole their whole background is filmmaking and how to buy, tell yep, a story visually. Totally buy all that. Yep. Okay. okay, so you know, part of a film is its score. Not just the theme music or things you would recognize, you know, opening credits or end credits or things like that, but score, undertone, things that set mood, all that. Mm-hmm. And that goes along with their filming. But now they don't call upon their filmmaking expertise. They call upon their 50 years of making rides. It's a different – I think it's a different mindset. Well, you might have a point there as, again, which is most of the animators didn't necessarily – I mean, I'm sorry, most of the WDI folk – didn't come from the studio. They've been at WDI, or they've come out of art school, or they. There's a little different background uh, in general, probably the average person working there than there was 50 years ago. Correct. And then, and then the, there's the whole, um, you know, which is ironic because a lot of their attractions are film-based attractions now. You know, to tell their stories, and they don't, they don't think of. How score moves their, the I guess the story of the attraction along. There is a recent exception, though. I think I, I do believe I think I know Soren 
is yes. is a great score and kind of goes There's, back to the day days of scores of yore. There's a reason. There's a reason I picked it to open our show. Yeah, it's great. And what's the reason? Well, because we're based in California, and it was it's a piece of music that's hard to obtain. Yes, though it is showing up here and there, it was harder to obtain than many of the other ones. You are correct. So, um, but yeah, so ride score not so much anymore. Well, we also haven't had too many attractions that have been worthy of a score. I mean, well, Tower of Terror, that's, I mean, I'm just thinking of our more, the most recent e-ticket we got at Disneyland was Tower of Terror, right? Yeah, unless you want to, you know, consider the rebuilding of Space Mountain. Uh, they did improve the sound system. We got a soundtrack. Yes, but we had a soundtrack before they rebuilt it. Which yeah, that was again, on intermittently. I, I could write it three times in two months and hear music once or hear it. But that's uh, but that's because the thing's broken, not because they didn't want to play it. Most likely, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, remember what, this works perfect because it's it's music and all that. Remember when I speculated? Oh, I don't know. Um, show or two ago about Country Bear Jamboree and what what they said as far as the sponsors in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the Pepsi, the Pepsi stuff. I captured that piece of audio, and not only did they say Pepsi, but Frito Lay, and it was actually part of the the soundtrack. Really? Yeah. I could even play it here for you if I could find it. Um, I, and what, how often are you going to hear that anymore? Not at all. Holy cow. There's Frito-Lay getting advertising how many years after the fact? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and, uh, <laughs> hold on. Don't, don't speak. I'll just. All right. If I can find it here and get to that. It's. You know, an old, old LP, and it's the Walt Disney World version, though it says both at Disneyland and Walt Disney World, it was the Walt Disney World version. Hey, Henry, what's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Now, Buff, be patient. Takes a little doing to set these things up. Yeah, we ain't going anywhere anyhow. Uh, we're kind of hung up here. <laughs> okay, okay, boys. Take it easy. Take it easy. Now we're ready to start. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I'll be right with you. <clears throat> Give me a little intro there, Gomer. Well, it's about time. And that uh, that last line, we've got a lot to give, was a reference to Pepsi's. We've got a lot to live. Live or something like that. that. Yeah. So now this is off vinyl. You ripped then. Yeah. You didn't download it off iTunes. No, no, okay. no. That was off of. Vinyl. I sincerely released that in digital format. What's that? That's crazy. 
I said I sincerely doubt they would have released that in a digital format. Oh, with that, uh, they would have, they would have gone through and pulled that out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I. Uh, you just don't. That's I mean, cool. even in Test Track, where you. I mean, they could easily pull who sponsors that. Is it uh, the GM? Yeah. Honda could easily go in there and you change all the tags to Honda. They never once say GM in that, do they? They just say test no. facility, right? I mean, they all the pictures on the in the in the pre-show area are all GM test facilities, and all the cars when you walk out are GM oh, cars. So that. that's easy to fix. But never in the they could leave the same little videos, and they never actually say GM. They just Correct. they just talk about their testing facility. Correct. They well, they'd have to cut out the GM car. You know, edit the video to put uh, you know Hondas or Hyundai's or you know something like that in whatever. Now, could they could they really do Hyundai? Could they pass all those tests? <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. If those little smart <laughs> minivan cars could make it make it here, then uh, freaking Hyundai can. <clears throat> Imagine uh, being a crash, crash crash test dummy in a in a smart car. No, uh, <laughs> that'd be the jaws of life to get you out of there. Need a can opener. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be spamming a can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So you're gonna start answering something. All right. So did I steal your thunder on Soren or did? Or, no, 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 no. no. Soren is the modern day score that we haven't seen in a long time. I'd say the most halfway decent recent scores would have been Epcot. Many of them are are old. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of the newest. You know, Wonders of Life has nothing really to you know get a Woody over. Uh, as, as no soundtrack. The new. Um, Imagination Pavilion has nothing to get excited over. No, they brought the song back at least. Uh, not all the songs though. They're no, you know, no, no. The in Imagination still Imagination. Because you know they used to have that um, one little spark business. Yeah, the Kodak, you know, taking picture song. Um, pick up. Pick something that you like the best. Answer the question. Let's go to the well, next category. Best? I, I don't. I'm, I'm hearing my daughter's little yappy dogs. I'd like to drop kick because they're driving me nuts. Um, <laughs> can you hear them? Yes, I can hear. Them. What are they complaining? Are they hungry? I don't, hey, get the hell out of here! <laughs> Uh, that shut him up. All right, show him who the alpha dog was. Right. I'm gonna start <laughs> peeing on the wall next. I'll show him whose territory <laughs> this is. Um, <laughs> now, to be honest with you, one of my my favorite songs um, song scores was the O Canada, uh, the original one. The new one's okay, but I like the um, duet of the male and female they had going in, in uh, O Canada. But there's a lot of the old attractions I like. I think the Hall of Presidents had pretty decent uh, soundtrack and music. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, you know, who's, what's kind of interesting is I think the um, Wonders of China is actually a pretty good soundtrack. Jeez, I haven't seen Wonders of China in shoot coming up on 20 years. Oh my! Is this another? Let's rip on Mike because you go to Disney World and don't do all the attractions. <laughs> okay, you know what? Three years in a row. I don't want to hear it. Let's move on to some. I, don't, I really don't want to hear the BS excuses over that. 
Uh, no, no. I was just going to say the sad fact that we never went to the China Pavilion in three years go to Epcot. The American, never the American Pavilion, I think, has uh, American Adventure. American Adventure. Now, see, there's there's an example of a groups I like. The Liberty, the Voice of Liberty. Oh yeah, Voice of Liberty. Of Liberty. Um, and uh, I miss the Magic Kingdom core. Magic Kingdom core awesome. was fun. I actually think Kids of the Kingdom, if I want to age myself a little bit, were also pretty good. Um, do you remember Helix at, at Disneyland? Helix was like Discovery, right? They're in the. They came up out of no, the. No, 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 no. They were at the um, the space stage. They were on the no, rotating no, no. stage where they. The stage would rotate out, and they were they they weren't actually that good. It was more like a show band. They were um, trying to look like this futuristic, you know, band from outer space or something. And it was more the show than the music that was really that good. Uh, I I have no I cannot directly re- recollect any seeing any shows at the space stage. Really, that's too bad. I spent that much I spent that much time away. Uh, from Disneyland for like four years. Oh, okay. And when I come back, I was like, "What? It wasn't wasn't this open? Yeah. What? There's a theater? Yeah. What the hell? You know, seriously, yeah. you're very discombobulated." Uh, Michael Iceberg was one of my favorites for a long time. Uh, <laughs> the machine was crazy. He was crazy. You can find him on iTunes all over the place. He still has a website. He's still around. Um, you can still see his hey, videos. Westfest '09. Michael Iceberg in the Iceberg Machine. And people are going, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, look them up on iTunes. Um, you know, the, the dark rides, they don't do anything for me. We all know what uh, It's a Small World does to people. Um, but, you know, you got to appreciate background music just in general, how you can go from Main Street to Adventureland and not even really notice the change. It's so subtle. But you, you transition, you're like, Correct. oh, you're in the middle of this without... It being in your face, unlike unlike I remember very clearly my first walk up to the ticket gates at uh, uh, the studios, and the the background music was just filling the air. Was it? I mean, it was, it was loud. Well, kind of like being in the Esplanade <laughs> at even at Disneyland. It's it's pretty loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but time you get no, that's not a bad that's, that's not a bad loop either. No, it's not Esplanade. bad. It's not, you get Ricky rolled uh, once, I believe, but it's not bad. You do? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, Banker logged in on because I know you don't listen to the other show, but I Ricky rolled everybody in the uh, uh, the hit parade, and he had mentioned that he had heard that in the background loop out in the Esplanade. I'm trying to think. Have I never heard? Uh, or at the bus. The funny thing is, I'm somewhere in there. Oh, okay, because you know, you walk through, you hear you hear bits of Soren. You'll hear bits of some Star Wars music. You'll hear, yeah, but the the most obscure one that's on there is March of the Cards from Alice. Mm. You hear that out there a lot. Hmm. Can't say. Actually, I like, kind of like the, the folk music over at, well, what we used to get at the Swiss Family Robinson. I mean, that was kind of like one of those things when you'd walk by. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those Disneyland things. You know, like when when I went to school across the street – You'd hear the train, you'd hear the Mark Twain, and those are just like iconic sounds you'd hear from the park. You didn't have to be in the park. No, they would escape, yeah. They would would escape out. You'd just be like, okay, yeah. You you could hear that soundtrack later, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that time I was there. You know, Very good stuff. 
Suicide Family Robinson was just on TV the other day. A great movie. I understand they're making a remake of that. Uh, it's supposed to be a big budget. Thing. Oh, that's too bad. I don't know. You know, I've I've heard the theories of never remake a great movie, only remake bad movies. But that theory. Yeah, who you've heard that? Actually, from? I heard that from George Clooney and the cast of Ocean's Eleven. They were all. <laughs> they were all. In. So they're saying that Ocean's Eleven was a bad oh, movie. Well, the original. Yeah, I know. That's what they're so saying. So basically what they were, they were having fun saying that um, Julia Roberts had, doesn't know what it's like to be in a flop. She's never been in a, a flop. But George knows how to kill a franchise. <laughs> Batman. Batman. <laughs> and uh, they were talking about how uh, some movies should George never be remade. They're just classic the way they are. But there are some movies that are bad and can be made better. But then there are bad movies that, that can be made bad over and over and over. And I'll give you the example of the only version of it I know, but I've been told it's been done before, and it sucked in every one. It was um, John Travolta and um, Olivia Newton-John, their chemistry was so good in Greece, people Greece. wanted to see him again. So they put him in a movie where she, two, two of a kind, where she did pretty much all the soundtrack music, the movie, you know, I can watch almost any movie with Olivia Newton-John in it, but quite honestly, we'll, let's admit it, it sucked. The story has been done many times, and from what I understand, every time that story's been done, it has sucked. So Really? Eh. But I can't tell you what those other movies are, because I've been told, you know, and so I couldn't say, for example, for sure, but... Um, Movie I really like. Okay, I'll bring a movie home, and the wife might sit down and watch it. You know, she's in and out. She can't sit still. I brought home. Um, oh, it's the bank robber. No, not he steals the um, steals the paintings. It was Thomas Crown, Thomas Crown affair. Turn that on. Now, okay. one, she likes Pierce Bronson, so that helps. She sat down. Never took her eyes off the film. It's got a great soundtrack. It's very kind of catchy. It's kind of like Ocean's yes. Eleven. Very yes, catchy. Yes, yes. Um, uh, from what I understand, the original is not that great. Slightly different. I think it's actually a bank robbery, not a uh, uh, film. Or, I mean, a uh, paintings. Art, art museum, museum, yeah. I haven't seen the original, but now I'm intrigued to want to go see it because of seeing the, the new one, which I, I do enjoy. Excuse me. Uh, so, anyways, that's just a theory. And then you know, throw it out there for right, so how, how do we get off the top topic? I have no freaking clue. But it, hey, there was a slight correlation because we talked about music. Okay. Um, now you know so, attractions are like Country Bear Jamboree. I think well written show. I know. I know our Sheila writing Brian McDaniel. I mean, I'm Brian McDaniel of our book, The Disney World: The Full Report. Feels like it's one of those things you need to do once, but otherwise it's boring. And him being of our age, I kind of expected a little different because I'm finding the younger kids not enjoying that as much. They want the thrill. Let's come on. Let's get the thrill. So we've talked about is the day of the animatronic gone, uh, which I don't necessarily believe, but I don't see him trying to recreate a big animatronic show either. It could be cost prohibitive, like Disney really has a money problem. But you don't see those kind of shows anymore. I think that was a great show. America Sings, which just took... Love songs that existed, but weave them together in a in a fun little story. The 
presentation was presentation awesome. Presentation was was excellent. Um, and you know you can't do much better than classic American music of every genre. So that that just took me back to the to the the scene changes because yep. he he would sing verses of that song every one of the scene changes. as the as the scene changes. Now, you could actually establish your ultimate DFness here because you have a yes you, you yes have a memory <laughs> for dates and times like no other person I know. Where were you okay, yes. on the day that America Sings ran its final show? I was there. I was in that theater. <laughs> it was like April. It was, it was in April of 1988. Um, I was still I in, I was still in the service. I think that was like a week or two before I got out of the Air Force. Um, I actually did it in my last show, and I gave the date. I'm not going to – well, I could actually look up my – no, I, I'll, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna open up my script and see if you can remember it. No, don't look it up. Try to try to do it from memory after I've just set you up as being this. Okay, I have. It's one of two dates. It's either April 18th or April 15th. It was a Sunday night um, in 1988. And did you take your album to have it signed by cast members? No, I did not. I seem to remember you telling me that there were people. No, there was people. There was okay. 90% of the audience there were Disney cast members um, or Disney fans. I mean, there was people that, you know, just regular old guests that just kind of wandered in for a look at America Sings before the park closed that night. And, you know, grand total of five or eight people, whatever, that had no idea that that was going to be the last public performance of America Sings. And then when you know, we all sit in the theater, and the girl comes on to give her spiel. We'd like to welcome you all to the last public performance of America Sings, and the place goes nuts. All, all, you know, all and they five start of you? Show. No, no, no. no. The Not the five or ten regular guest people, but I'm talking the people that came for the purpose, the express purpose no, last of seeing the last public performance. Okay. Yes. And what day did you say it was again? I said 15th or 18th. You, you that were was, close. According to my research, it was Sunday April 10th, 1988. Yeah, see, there you go. Close. Very. I remember very clearly going there. Yeah, and it was, it was pretty trippy. <laughs> they, you know, there's, they don't got nothing. DS got nothing. It's not like it's a new thing. <laughs> but yeah, it was a. <laughs> you know, we get out. You know, it was Richard. Richard took me. It was. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't have to pass. That's nice. Well, there there oh, were no passes well, no. in '88, were there? Were there annual passes yet? I have, don't know. I got in. Richard would sign me in. Yeah. Point. And he's like, "Let's go to Disneyland tonight's last night. They're showing American Things." Really? Yeah. So we got in the little queue. We got in the queue, and um, we wouldn't move up. We stood there and they said, "Okay, you want to get on? No, we're waiting for the last one. No, we're waiting oh, for the last oh, one." Oh my, my oh. God! You are, you are. Yes, we. Yeah. <laughs> It, 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 we were there like a half hour early. It's not like we were there hours waiting in line with tents and stuff like you know you and I saw when we went to see oh Phantom Menace. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. 
but yeah, by the time they're ready to say this is it, you better get in now. The the crowd of people that are waiting for that last show had had pretty much kind of filled up the place. Wow. But yeah, I miss America Sings. That was yeah, it, it, it was not in the area that it should have been, but it was a good show. It was an excellent use of that theater and use of that presentation style. Yes, it was. It fit in there. And, it, and really, if you think about it, they took a good uh, a good lesson from uh, Carousel of Progress, you know, uh, time periods. It's a good way to move through a history of time periods. Yeah, now would we really be complaining cool. right now about it needs its update because the end scene wasn't um it wasn't quite up to date. It was I'm, But I'm it was for the bison tail, right? The people gather right when he gets on the stand, then when he plays, he gets a hand. The rhythm he plays puts the cats in a trance. Nobody there bothers to dance, and when he plays with the bass and guitar, they holler, beat me, daddy, beat to the bar, a blink, a blank. Maybe the 60s? Maybe the early 70s. Yeah. Okay, we'll cut that off. So, hey, did you hear what? me? No, I didn't. I guess okay, it was kind of loud. Did, did you hear me talk? Okay. All right. So, no, I said a lot of those were fifties tunes, fifties yeah. rock. Fifties, you got maybe so, a little sixties there. Um, okay, so sixties, right? It's still ten-year-old music when it got when it gets installed in America Sings. Yeah. All right, so already dated. It's somewhat classic at that moment. Huh? Well, they, you know, they weren't necessarily trying to um, say that this is where music necessarily needed to go. No, it, you know, rock and roll started in the 50s. And you got a little bit of 60s yeah. touch there. It opened in 74. So maybe it's 10 years old, the latest thing. Actually, that Joy to the World thing, that might have been early 70s, kind of, you know, hippie type. And swing your hands in the air yes. and stuff, which is kind of what was happening at the end of that show. Uh, so I mean that that's uh, that's a classic, uh, a classic moment in Disneyland history. 
Yeah, I miss it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Now, you know, Phantasmic <laughs> is not a bad soundtrack, but then again... Yes, I agree. They're, they're bringing together, you know... But again, Phantasmic is already... What year is this? 2013 years old? 15 years old. What, 95, right? Yep. So, I don't know. I like, I like Phantasmic as well. Yeah, Forgot I'm not a big that. huge kind of stand around and watch the show, but I definitely like the music. Uh, it's a decent... Oh, wait a second. Wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. In the same line, I, you know, remember the, the most recent fireworks show, not a whole lot of music, but just the way... Just to, I guess that's off topic. <laughs> Sorry, because it's got it's mostly attraction audio. <laughs> yeah, well, again, it's yeah, it's bringing all the really good attraction audio back together. Uh, you know, we had something like Rocket Rods, which really was pretty lame as far as the right and the attraction sound. But when you look over the time of you know classic songs that you still remember, Carousel of Progress. It's a small world, though you may not want to remember it. It's ingrained into your head. The Tiki Room. Yes. Um, these are you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. How can we forget that? Haunted Mansion. These are songs that just won't go away and are done so well. Uh, so the most modern original music that's memorable, would you say, is Soaring? To, to me, yeah. Uh, now, some may not okay. agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, um, you know, if Earl was directing fireworks at Epcot, how old is um <laughs> losing my mind. Illuminations. Illuminations. Ten years old? The current version is No, wasn't it for the Millennium? Is the current version's Reflections of Earth for the for the Millennium? Or shortly it, after it was, Millennium? And it may have started right before the Millennium, so it's going on eight, nine years, maybe, you know. Because because the version I have videotaped from nineteen ninety is nowhere near what Illuminations. And then is now. I saw one in the you know, mid '80s that I think had, I want to say they had uh, kites flying or um, uh, Richard knows what it is. I always forget the name of that one, but Skyfest, not Skyfest. I don't know. It doesn't really matter because it wasn't that great. Um, I don't know. I, I, I it's that I think that music is very very good. That's that's another good one. But we're not really getting iconic soundtrack driven attractions or. Uh, even soundtrack supported type attractions where you'd need one. Um, now I have. I mean, look, I mean, Everest is right. Isn't that the most recent e yeah, ticket? Yeah, but there's, there's no soundtrack to that. You know, there's. Uh, oh, you go through it, just Nepalese music, right? Clanging little yeah, symbols. I, mean, and, I guess. I guess that's okay. Um, I was trying to think of some other, like Norway. Nothing. For example, you you pick up that early Epcot album, and. There are things that you just say, oh yeah. I mean, they, they bring back memories of attractions. Attractions had soundtracks. I mean, they, you knew. It was part of the story, but remember, that was their thing. They're, they're trying to tell a story. I mean, everything had, yeah, you're right. Every, everything had a song to go with it. It's it just, you just don't get that anymore. You know, it's, uh, uh, it's sad because that was what was great about some of that stuff. The turn of the century, folks discovered a barrel of fun. Taking pictures by the light of the sun. Smile, hug, look 
your breath and say cheese. I mean, it's like name that attraction. You know. Uh, uh. Well, it has something to do with the picture taking. Isn't Journey it? into imagination. Now, where that was played, I'm guessing that one might have been that, be, that second level the, Kodak play area. It's been a long time <laughs> since um, uh, I heard it actually in the attraction, so memories fading a little bit, a little bit of a. Not a senior moment, but just a much removed from repeated <laughs> <Get> trips <laughs> moment. Uh, I mean, the whole, that whole, uh, park was full of stuff like that. You know, it's, um, yeah, but that was, you know, again, 1980, 81, while they're building it and putting things together. And when did they break ground for Epcot? How long did that take them to build? Three years? You know what? I would have to look that up. I, I don't recall. But you know, but that's lots of time to get all that stuff finalized and hire musicians and write music and I mean the last park they opened was California Adventure. Well American Park, right? Because didn't Disney Sea open? Hasn't Disney Sea opened since DCA? Disney Seas? Yeah. Has opened since DCA. I'm not really sure. DCA opened first. Alright, well screw it. Screw Japan. <laughs> I don't care about that anymore. Um but, you know, Cal- uh, California Adventure, most recent American Park, and you, the Soren, the music for Soren, you recognize it if you heard it. I don't, does, does, uh, Cruise the River Run have theme music? Probably Let's not. Put it this way, if you, if you have to think like that and try to, it probably doesn't. If, if you really gotta reach to try to figure it out, it most likely does not. Well, I'm sure, okay. Yeah, Screamin' has a soundtrack. Um, Tower Terror may or may not have music to it. I know that the background music in Condor Flats is pretty nice. The background music in the Sunshine Plaza fits. You know, it's all music with the word California in it, right? And the background music for Backlot area is pretty cool. But everything else, Paradise Pier, that's all the... The calliope sounding crap, yeah, you know. Yeah, nothing to get uh, excited about. Uh, I don't know. Malaboomer, I'm just thinking of all the attractions there. And it's like two rides have memorable music. Yeah, yeah, that's that's about it. It's pr- pretty sad. <laughs> out of a whole park, out of a whole park, two rides, two attractions have memorable music. Um, I think they did better with the background music there than they did with attraction music. Well. That seems kind of like a misplaced priority what, to me. What attractions need music over there? <laughs> they all need well, something. I guess we can bag on <laughs> Toast is opening attraction to, that you know politically dumbed down what? movie. Is, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Golden Dreams. I can't even. Think, I'm <laughs> sure there's some music in there. Just nothing that pops in my mind. But does it set the mood? I you know. I can't, that's how unremarkable it is, but you think of the music that sets the mood in American Adventure, oh hell yeah. Well, almost any of the, uh, it's a little, the Epcot, yeah. uh, worlds over there, I mean, it's, you can walk into any of them and, and you feel like you're, you know, just there, you're immersed in the sounds of the, uh, of the area, you know. I thought I had some more, more stuff from Epcot, but I can't find any. 
Uh, don't play it because I can't talk. Uh, wow, let's see. What can I play? And it doesn't sound that good oh, anyway. Screw you. No, no I mean, right. come on. The way, it's, the way it's going. It's just it was kind of fun to actually stick yeah, stuff like in there. To have an example. Yes, it is. Since we are usually not prepared, you know, it's just me flipping through iTunes here. Do you want to go through his categories and try to answer, or do you still want to do this meandering business? Uh, are you saying we don't meander well? We do okay. I'm just, you know, I'm... Okay, give it, give, give it. Don't we, we, didn't, we didn't want to wait for Richard, so I think we should do a decent job going over the material. We don't, we don't prepare, we don't do okay. Since you all have oh, a background, right. since you all seem to have a... Uh, yeah, we can talk about your favorite... Tra- okay, we've already talked about favorite attraction music. Uh, Okay. He didn't say what is your Next. absolute favorite, but what you like. Um, okay. What groups have you liked? I mean, the old Dapper Dance, the new ones That's aren't that. bad. Uh, to me, the, the Magic yeah, Kingdom Core. Core was great. I think all Disneyland bands all always good. Disneyland Walt Disney World bands have always good, been good, and all the little groups that they break off into. If you remember, I can't remember the Pearly Band that used to be in the old Fantasyland was always fun. Um, the Firefox Firehouse guys saxophone. on Main Street, always always a gas. Um, oh, New Orleans. Billy Hill. Yeah, Billy, Billy and those guys are okay. I think their show's been better since they've went inside than what they used to do on the street. Um, but the New Orleans musicians, though there is only one left living, I believe. Um, those ancient yeah. dudes that play the... I don't like the new hipster yeah. guys that are over there as much as... Um, the old guys that used to give you the you know the banjo the stand up bass, um, and the yeah, yeah, but the new guys come out. The guy brings out a floor to do tap dancing on that and, one. Yeah, and then sometimes the uh, uh, the Queen Latifah type uh, mayor, or oh yeah, or whatever. No, but they always try to get somebody into the group, and they they harmonize well. Don't get me wrong. I just uh, it's not what New Orleans has um, had in the past. Or New Orleans Square, I'm sure it's probably uh, fits for the area. Uh, the bands they usually have over at um, uh, the little jazz bands over at the New Orleans, uh, what do we call it? French, French Market, Market usually are pretty good. Um, but shows, I mean, shows and music, we talked about some of the, you know, the Michael Icebergs, the, uh, I mentioned Helix, which was more fun to watch the show than really to enjoy the music. Uh, Florida, I mean, almost all the street musicians or street entertainment I've seen has been good. I can't really think of any that would would stick out as being as you know bad. But uh, fingers, fingers, the piano, the ghost piano player is my favorite. Yes, fingers is good. I, I like fingers. Now, so so we kind of done now. See, what type of music would you like to see more in the parks? Hmm. Well, I think I you know more. More soundtracks, complete soundtracks for attractions, you know, in the classic style. Yeah, well, I say again, you went to the ECA. What, what, um, what a DCA. Okay, Tower of Terror. You already, you got kind of the creepy music playing. Okay, but Muppets and okay, but um, in the Muppets, Bugs Muppets Life. Shown in Bugs Life, you have their their music. Uh, I'm sure there's yes. They're okay, but you know they're. they're uh, I think they're. They could a uh, uh, stronger soundtrack might bolster what they got going it's on. It's possible. Not, not saying what they have is weak. I'm just saying it could be 
plussed up a bit. Those shows are based off the sight gags and the cheap thrills more than they are supported by decent music. Yeah. And if you had decent music in there, would it... It wouldn't take away from it, but I don't know that it would add much value to those, in my my opinion. Um, See, I'm waiting for those those next big audio animatronic, you know, shows, uh, like a Pirates, like a Mansion, that would be supported by something like that that you just don't get today um now let's see what other type of music and i I, you know i miss main street is not the at disneyland it's not quite the hub of activities it used to be Uh, you know you used to almost always you know you'd walk up main street have maybe a band of some type playing you'd get to coke corner you'd have the piano playing piano player get up to the hub and you would hear uh, Carnation Gardens, there'd be always a band or something. You know? yeah. Always a hive of activity. And it's the one thing I noticed when I'd go to the Magic Kingdom, though I enjoyed the size and how everything was spread out. When I got to the hub, I almost felt like there was something missing, because at Disneyland, it's always been a very active environment. Uh, you could even hear if, uh, the bands down at the Tomorrowland Terrace uh, if they were the right type of loud band. So, you know, there, there was just a lot of, uh, not only motion of sight but motion of sound going on and then the the castle forecourt had its theme and melody going uh for the okay, castle forecourt disney world now that's a show stage yeah, you know i'm i four or five shows yeah, I'm, I'm not real with those freaky masks or the mouths and eyes blink and moving <laughs> shit just. i don't know i just, just something <laughs> that i never have like that stage i Always thought it felt out of place to block basically my photo opportunity at the castle. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it really, it's the center of the park. I mean, where I mean, it's a great place to to attract people. Though again, now what do you do to your trap? You know, probably the reason you don't see as much uh, mobile traffic on the street is these shows get in the way of that. I mean, I know they try to keep you on both sides of the uh, you know off the the track, but it's just I, I don't I don't like it as much. I, I I just don't think that's a good place for a show. I mean, trying to think at Disneyland that we have sh- well not as many shows as we used to have. Uh, no, nope. get that kind of show probably at the Fantasy Fan- Fantasyland, which Theater. is now just the, fo- the former Videopolis and, and the Pirate the Princess a wasted, thing, a wasted yeah, picture spot and all that garbage they do now. Um, so I, I guess it works. It's it, people enjoy it in Florida, so maybe it works for them. Uh, I'd like to see. I'm seeing a little more of it on Saturday nights and uh, Friday nights at Tomorrowland Terrace. Now that they've got away from the the stupid buzz thing that was going on there, they've got bands. They've had an Elvis impersonator that's pretty good. Uh, Elvis uh, guy. We used yeah. to have what Discovery was one of them. Discovery, uh, I like them. Uh, and when when they just had bands playing contemporary music where people could come in and dance, have a good time. Uh, enjoy themselves. Uh, shoot, at one time we had not only Tomorrowland Terrace going, but we had the Tomorrowland States going at the same time, and they didn't conflict with each other. I mean, I mean, you could come in, and, and you go back into Walt's time, and he had contemporaries playing. I mean, people, big bands of the day. Uh, rock, names, big, big names. names. I mean, yeah. Between the uh, Carnation Gardens and the, you know, the Tomorrowland stages, even before they had the Tomorrowland Terrace stage, I mean, there were some pretty well-known people playing in the parks, and it's it's there's no. I, I guess what I think is they they don't think there's no value add. They're they're paying some group, and 
they're not sure they're attracting that many people in. That's, that's my guess. You know, if you pay, let's say, well, what, let's say, I'm trying to think, let's say, well, shoot, you, see, I don't know if you can do that anymore. Let's say when you had Benny, um, you had Benny Goodman in the park back in Walt's Day. Would Benny okay. Goodman attract 10,000 people? Maybe. Hard to say. If you had, let's say, no yes. doubt playing at the Tomorrowland Terrace, do you think you'd even be able to walk into Tomorrowland? No. And maybe that's just the reason why. You, you just It's a much different uh, way crowds show up for these. I mean, Good Charlotte. This is a Good Charlotte show up. Behavior, well, behavior, yeah. too. You'd probably have a mosh pit going if Good Charlotte was there. Uh, the kids would love it. <laughs> Uh, oh, just if the Jonas Brothers came in, clean cut Disney group, oh. you know, Hannah Montana. <laughs> I mean, remember back in the day, oh. not only did the magic, the the oh. little mouse, and the little mice people come in, but if Annette was singing there or the Osmonds, well, nobody knew who the Osmonds were at the time when they came in there. But I don't think you had the the, the mob like what would happen no if way. you know Hannah Montana happened to pop up in the Tomorrowland Terrace. It would be and the most. No but see, know. but you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, Hannah Montana's she's targeted music now. Wouldn't you say? Isn't that targeted? Isn't that music targeted at the tweeners? So what? You know how many tweeners would show up? Yeah, I'm just saying. Benny Goodman's targeted. You know, music at the. I don't know. I think back then was there. There's music targeted at the teeny boppers, but I, I don't I mean, know. Could you, I get, could you get away with internet? You know, Tomorrowland Terrace having. Let's see. What would be. Um, not forget tomorrow. Let's go back to because we still do have a stage at uh, Carnation Garden. Um, okay. What would be a band that would appeal to our age? Let's say because see, then you have the problem. To, let's say you say somebody like uh, Aerosmith, or I mean, we have some pretty big names in our generation. That if you were to pull them in today, again, Pandemonium. So you could have you could have yeah. Hannah Montana at one end. You could have I don't know who you could even justify at that stage because it's not a stage to have rock music. It's really a stage to have more of a dance type. Dance. Uh, what's what's the guy from? Um, I bet Brian. Yes. Well, I mean, what if he brought his orchestra? Brian orchestra. One, it might be too big to fit on that stage, but I bet you he would he would bring in a pretty good sized crowd. Yeah. I then, think so too. then you can't move. So I, I, I mean, and then it becomes exactly, fun. What do we do? We keep. Or I say we. We keep raising the prices at Disneyland, and people keep thinking, "Damn, that's too much money." Yet the attendance just keeps going up. The you know that whatever I heard, did hear this in Character Breakfast again. I know it sounds like I'm pimping their show, but it's a decent show. They I guess there is some watchdog group that tries to keep track of park attendance and how they figure this out and extrapolate this information since Disney doesn't really release much. Uh, Magic Kingdom it, uh, number one. Disneyland number two. Epcot was like actually down to seven or nine. I was, Fourth I was or actually fifth, surprised. Yeah. It was oh, okay. down quite a bit. So, you know, obviously price isn't keeping people away. And then you add that, you add some iconic group to come in the park. And I'm sorry, it would not be fun to be there. I, I, so maybe you just can't do that kind of entertainment like you did in Walt's day because maybe they got what 30,000 people in a day compared to now they can do 80 or 90,000 60 60 yeah. whatever well 60 in park yeah. is, is the number yeah. I was thinking of 
so maybe you have to stick with the the cover band type stuff, which is not bad. You can get decent cover bands. I mean, Discovery was a decent cover band. I'm trying to think what some of the other ones that were in there. And I'm, I'm just drawing a blank. But you know, there was there was some decent stuff. Now, if Videopolis was still set up, you could bring in the big band because they did have like Ray Orbison came in. Um, Roy, I'm sorry, Roy, Roy Orbison. Uh-huh. They had some pretty big names of their day. Uh, touring through that stage is pretty big too, and it had a decent, you know, decent oh, size. Minneapolis was going; you, you could feel the, the, you know, the 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 bass in your, right in the middle of your chest. I mean, it was a great venue, great sound system. Teeth buffer up, um, yeah, yeah. I still somewhere we still have on video where this girl looks like she's just totally stoned. To dance by herself. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> she's like there by herself. Yes. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Oh gosh, we need to digitize some of our old Disneyland yes, stuff. Do. I want to get a hold of my mom's oh, old eight millimeter films and and uh, her thirty five millimeter slides and find some real old pictures of the park. I'm sure she's got some good stuff. Uh, but anyways, so have we butchered this show enough. I mean, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think we gave JT uh, <laughs> the money's worth. Try to answer the music <laughs> question. <laughs> you know. We could go real quickly yeah, to two of the parks we didn't cover. You did mention at um, the Disney Studio, formerly known as the Disney MGM Studio, that you thought the music was a little overpowering yeah. when you got up to that. Was it the turnstiles or the? That was. Yeah, that was head up to the to the turnstiles ticket booths, but again, that was 1990. It's completely different now. Yeah, I guess you could say there is a there's a well. One of the more recent e-tickets that has a great soundtrack, but again, Disney didn't come up with the soundtrack either. Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, coaster. It takes a average roller coaster. I, I think I would put that on the, the averageness. It's not the greatest roller coaster in the world I've been in. It's certainly not the worst one I've been on. But the addition of it being in the dark, with the music synced, um, all that's the Mac the Mac, the, exactly all. Fun stuff. The the theming, the in the record place, and the, you know the pre show, that all makes it enjoyable. Uh, yes. Now the rest of the park, as far as soundtracks, nothing. Of course, you know they they use Indiana Jones and Star Wars. No big deal there. Uh, the backlot tour, nothing. Um, you know, I you know I remember standing on uh, you know the streets of America and thinking something's missing. No be no be. They don't pipe beat him in there. If they did, it's very, very See, that's definitely calls for big band music, swing music, because of the, the era. Uh, nothing. Zippo. Nada. Yeah. Um, so, that, yeah, that park is really lacking for some good BGM. That that might be just us it, not paying attention to you. could be, but I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I don't remember a lot of that standing out. And then Animal Kingdom. It seems to me I remember some some music in the background, nothing that, again, and maybe that all works. Maybe it's that's the way it's supposed to be. But I do notice some of the, the BGM at the other parks. I can't say that it stood out to me. And traction-wise, you know, I can't really say that Dinosaur's got any memorable soundtrack. Uh, dinosaurs is loud and loud and, well, I would say obnoxious, but, you know, it's loud and bright. You know, lots of flashing yeah, and... You know. Booms and crap like blowing you say, up. You know, you hear the the little chimes or the tambourines or whatever in in uh, Everest. <laughs> yeah. Everest, yeah. 
Naples music. He's yeah. been in line for Cali River Rapids one or twice, once, one or twice, once or twice. Uh, can't really remember. I can't say nothing or anything really stood out. Walking through the jungle trek for the tigers. I don't hear, remember no, anything. There may be other reasons for that there that you wouldn't uh, want to do that because of the environment you're. Um, <laughs> Heck, even the. Um even the parade was unremarkable. Yeah, and I know people that will go line up for that. And I, 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 I just, and you have, you have little well, kids. I, so oh. I can say, well, you know, it's a kitty, kitty one. My kids aren't interested. Uh, now, they did have some interesting street musicians, though. We bumped into, I think it was at Alex Festival oh, yeah, 6. Some, I want to say they were from, like, Guadalajara. It was somewhere further south than Mexico. And they were really good. Was, and they were doing kind of Christmas music because we were there uh, during you know Christmas time, and that those they were enjoyable. And I think there is there is some good entertainment as far as street music and street performers. Couldn't tell you the name of any of the the groups, but they, they were mm-hmm. entertaining. And I think I I can't think of many street performers at uh, the Disney Studios. And the last time I was there, they had this this, this kind of no. thing going on where there's a director, there's a couple cheesy actors and they try to get you in on the movie and they do this little street show but as, as far as yeah like they do it up uh, like players of the yeah, world yeah kind of like showcase no music necessarily no no band standing yeah. around and playing no no state you know maybe that's something that 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 park could use is just some entertainment for entertainment's sake where you can sit down relax have a, a drink or a soda and Unless no one plays. Be somewhat it's, uh, entertained, yeah. You, just, you you get that at Disneyland, you get that at the Magic Kingdom, even if it does come from that stupid Chuck E. Cheese... Sunny uh, <laughs> Clips. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't stand that room. I hate that room. <laughs> um, you know, you... Uh, I mean, you... you God, I, I'm trying to think, though, on the other side of the Magic Kingdom, west side, if I, they used to have the... Uh, and maybe it's just the times I go now. They used to always have the steel uh, drum band over by Pirates. I don't know if they still do that or not, but in my younger days when I went, I remember seeing them. And I always enjoy steel drum. Steel drum bands, Disneyland, yeah. So I don't know. That's, uh, that's about all I can come up with as far as music in the parks. Probably not as good of a show as JT would have liked, but that's about all we can do. Oh, well, you know, you get what you pay for. Exactly. <laughs> so he got more than his money's worth. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> one one and a half hours yep. of our time. Now, so we've talked about West Fest just to make sure that we have everything in order. Yep. Um, you will not be here next week. I will be. Richard will be. And so the so the member Hopefully. will be reattached next week. Uh, but you will not be here. Correct. I'll be in South be Carolina. In, and what are you doing in South Carolina? Do you want to make it public or? You doing research or just business travel? Travel for job? Yeah. Wait, wait. Why would the county of where you work send you across country? Must be training or something. Not, not, oh, we we we, yeah, we can talk about uh, that offline. I'm not sure why a government <laughs> hack would need to go across country to another government hack. Um, but sounds yeah. like a misuse of dollars in a state that's already in oh, a yeah. budget crisis. You know. <laughs> That's right. Well, remember, this stuff was paid for before that we realized, holy crap. Well, that holy crap is, oh, what? <laughs> our revenue is up $30 billion in the last four years, and we still don't know how to do a budget? Uh, That's right. Know, 
Anything we make, yeah. Dumbasses. Welcome to California. Yeah. All right. Well, send us those show suggestions. As you can see, we are struggling through to, uh, you know, come up with things. What show number is this, Mike? Nope. Um, this will be 95. 95. So we should hit it just right to do a show at 100. Yeah. Now, did you want to talk about what we're going to try to do as far as the show? You had a good idea. Try not to do it all in one place, but um, do little snippets like we're here, we're meeting, everybody's joining up. We can, you know, do a Yahoo and a welcome and all that. Go to our first destination, yeah. do a little, you know, audio, audio in line yeah. or whatever, just, make some noise, be obnoxious, get kicked out. I don't know. Um, this is the rabble rouser meet, so we need to rabble. And, and 45, 50 people uh, yeah, showing up. So far, we have the what should be the largest attended meet that we we know of at this point as far as sign up. So I'm pretty jazzed for thinking we yeah. probably have one of the lowest audiences of all the groups in the PPN. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all our listeners will be there. Yeah. The drinking and debauchery <laughs> that's expected to to be going on at our group, or everybody wants, yeah. really wants to just see Aussie John it has nothing to do with us at all. It's just probably right. more yeah. more likely. A crazy bastard. That's what they yeah, want. Yeah, pretty much. And we're we're just the people to bring him to you. So. All right. Well, that's it's been fun. Right. Yeah, yeah. Did you have right, well, to say? It sounded like you were doing something else. Yeah, like, no, no. Just well, April first, right? That's it. No more. Done. April first. What? April first. Oh, yeah. We should throw in the last day to buy tickets, right? Oh, I thought you meant no more. We're, we're going off the air April first. I didn't think we were going to let oh, that out of the hat. Um, no, I meant about the tickets. Oh. Okay, yeah. We 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 were nice enough to extend yeah. um, the discount. The good boy, the, the good old boy I price. Pretty much what we found is, uh, I guess I don't know. Budget worked out. I have no idea why we extended it, but we did. So take advantage of it before someone changes their mind. Right. And but April first is drop dead date because that's what yeah. we have to tell. Them. I'll tell what we yeah. So remember Yeehaw Bob, and if you've never seen Yeehaw Bob, you have not seen Yeehaw Bob. It will be very good. Uh, he's very entertaining. Um, there's hopefully will be some other little exciting things going on, and yeah, like like well, our yeah, drawing for you know, we are going to have a visual show to show you where you screwed up and we were right. Oh, I'm sorry, where you were right, where we I'm right. You know, it's one of those kind of things. Okay, so, okay. well that's good. I that's think we've covered uh, covered that. All right, see you. Okay. Well, yeah. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of MiceCast, your source for Disney discussion with an attitude. Even though the guys would never dream of doing any real research for the topics they discuss on the show, they do their homework when it comes to their advertisers. If you're planning a vacation to Walt Disney World, your one-stop planning headquarters is Orlando Vacation. Let the staff at Orlando Vacation, people who actually know what they're talking about, make your next Walt Disney World trip an easy one. To contact Orlando Vacation, click their link at micecast.com. You've heard the guys refer to Brian McDaniel's book as a source of information for their show. You can get a copy of this book for yourself. It's called Walt Disney World, The Full Report, 3rd Edition. It's an irreverent, funny guide to the Walt Disney World parks, filled with off-the-wall insights you'll be repeating to your friends and family, just like Greg does. Get your copy today by clicking the link at micecast.com. Thanks again for listening, and join us again next time.